0: I'm thankful for what I feel, thankful for what I know in this house today. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37, very familiar passage of Scripture, Ezekiel 37, verse number 1 through verse number 4 the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley that was full of bones and he caused me to pass by him round about in other words he wanted me to get a good look about where I was at and what I was surrounded by And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Imagine the Lord asking you that. He said, I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. In verse 4, and again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones. Speak to these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. What you're surrounded by, what you feel invaded by, what you're maybe a little overwhelmed by, speak to it. Because I got a plan. I want to preach for a few moments upon this subject. There is power when you speak. There is power when you speak. Why don't we love the Lord one more time? Let's thank Him. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. God bless you. For standing, you can be seated in the name of the Lord. It was 1775, and the fledgling American colonies were bristling against the onslaught of taxes levied against them by the British. Unrest was abounding, and war seemed inevitable. But even in this time of oppression, uncertainty, and possible aggression, a vast majority of colonists still weren't sure if it was worth the cost to engage in an outright conflict. For they thought, what chance do we have against the might of the British Empire? When in the midst of this mindset, a delegation of colonists would formulate the Virginia Convention to discuss and potentially vote on how to proceed... Strong discussion and debate would go on until in the midst of this meeting, a focused and determined colonist would stand and speak. And as he began to speak, it became abundantly clear that his speech and this convention would become the backdrop for history to be made as Patrick Henry would speak those immortal words, give me liberty or give me death. And it has been told that his standing and speaking that day with passion and a resolute mind moved all the men to a united action. And two of the men in attendance that day were none other than Thomas Jefferson and George Washington. And those men fueled by the speech of Patrick Henry would ignite the spark that began the revolutionary war that paved the way for this great nation. When Patrick Henry would stand and began to speak, he opened the door for freedom and liberty to flow, Can I tell you on this Sunday morning, the enemy knows what is possible when you begin to speak faith over your situation. The enemy knows what is possible when you begin to declare, I refuse to die in this situation and I'm going to speak in faith what I don't feel, what I don't see, what I don't understand, what I can't comprehend, I'm going to speak. Hear me today. Hell knows what is possible when you refuse to be silent and begin to speak faith over a situation Why do you think the enemy tells us time and time again, stay silent. Don't make a move. Because the enemy will tell you again and again, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to take place. You just need to learn how to live with your circumstances. Hell. Just want you to stay silent and keep it all to yourself. Regardless of what you walked in here dealing with. Regardless of what you walked in here carrying on your back. The enemy does not want you to know the power you wield when you refuse to stay silent. Hell doesn't want you to comprehend what is possible when you refuse to be quiet and you declare, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. There is no one more dangerous than the person who refuses to give up. There is nobody with more potential to invoke change than the person that refuses to sit down and refuses to stay silent. Hear me today, hell doesn't want you to know the doors that God will open or the avenues of anointing that God will pour out when you speak. In fact, for too long, even in the church, it's become commonplace, if you would, to just hold it in. Don't let anybody know what you're dealing with. Don't let anybody know what you're going through. Don't let anybody know your struggle. And dear God, if you get up and go to that altar, they're going to think you're backslid. They're going to think you've got issues. And so hell, it tells us time and time again, just suck it up. Stay silent. Keep it to yourself. We've even learned to the point when somebody comes up to us, hey man, how you doing? And you're going through the biggest trial of your life. You'll look them in the eye and smile in spite of it all and say, man, I'm doing great, how are you? All the while, you are so far from the truth, it ain't even funny. We've learned how when someone asks us, how's your day going? In spite of what you're dealing with, we'll just smile through it all. Because we've learned to be silent. We've learned to be quiet. We've become accomplished at staying quiet and not ushering a word. But I want somebody to hear me today there is power when you refuse to stay down. There is power when you begin to speak where faith has, has you enabled to believe victory is mine. But don't you understand the devil? Don't you understand the valley? Don't you understand the fear? All I know when you realize i'm going to speak faith you open the door for god who has all power and all anointing to do things you never thought possible can you imagine with me here is ezekiel sitting in a valley of very very dry bones and the Lord wanted him to go around and look at them all take it in Bubba I want you to see how bad it is now you can't even imagine what I got in store you can't even fathom Ezekiel what I've got planned I've got things planned you can't envision. I've got things ready that you can't even really comprehend. But before anything can happen, if you just began to speak, if you'll just begin to prophesy to your problem, it'll open the doorway for me to do what you don't think is possible. Those very dry bones that are separated and dried out. If you'll begin to speak faith, if you'll begin to prophesy, I'm going to bring things you didn't think could come back together, I'm going to bring them together. And some things you didn't think could be living again. You thought they were so far dead and gone. They're beyond a hope. I got plans for life to come back. And for miracles to take place. I want to tell somebody in this house today, the devil's been trying to convince you there's no help, there's no hope. Just learn how to live with it. Just learn how to accept things as the way they are. But God is saying, I got plans, the likes of which you can't imagine. But before I can do anything, if you'll begin to speak faith, The opportunity for deliverance and, dare I say, joy is ours because I want you to hear me. Things don't have to look good, and you don't even have to feel good for things to change. The Bible says at the mention of his name, demons tremble. You... you, you mean not, not, not when the praise team gets to rocking? Not when everybody begins to worship and magnify the Lord? No. When you just mention his name, if you'll just speak that name, it opens the door for the miraculous to take place. And it sends a red alert throughout hell. I remember I was preaching a conference, the national conference in Madagascar, Africa. And, and uh, I mean, it, was, it was awesome. It was wonderful. Tens of thousands of people gathered. But at some point during the service, somebody to my left started saying, in, in Malagasy, the word for Jesus is Jezosi. Somebody started over here. Jesus. 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 I mean, church is going on, brother Chance. I'm preaching. I'm, I'm 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 delivering what I feel from the Lord for that moment. But somebody over here they just determined I'm not going to be quiet any longer. I came here believing for a miracle. And they begin to get louder and louder. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And before it was over with, everyone in that place was standing and and saying to the top of their voice, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm telling you, I'd like to say it was my message, but I know better. I like to say it was my oratory, but I know better when they began to usher the name of Jesus. It opened the doorway for miracles, signs, and wonders. Somebody determined, you know what? I'm tired of it being the way it is. I've had enough of it being the way it is. Jesus! I apologize. I told myself I was going to be calm. I was going to be cool. I was going to be collected. And I realize I'm the only thing standing between you and lunch. But hear me. Somebody's in this place. And they're hungry for a miracle. Jesus. Jesus. I'll never forget. As the owls of that place we were gathered, people began to pour out. And they began to make their way to that altar. And the Spirit of God began to just pour out over the thousands upon thousands of people there. There was a gentleman that was carried down the middle aisle. And they brought him to right here. And in the backdrop, you could hear it. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I'm telling you, it was an anointing. Jesus, Jesus, they carried the man in. His feet were turned in. And as they're calling on the name that's above every name, something happened that defies logic and defies understanding. Feet that were going in the wrong direction in front of everybody. They just righted themselves. And a man that was carried in was able to walk out. Hear me. He's the same God in Monroe, Louisiana, as He is in Madagascar, Africa. The only thing that happened, somebody began to speak. Maybe you walked in here today feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. Maybe you just don't have the strength or the ability to do a whole lot anymore. But if you can't do anything more than just whisper his name, you send a shiver of fear down the back of every demon in hell. There is power when you speak. Oh, but hell wants you to stay silent. Because they know what happens when somebody hungry or desperate or just tired of it being the way it's always been begins to speak faith. When the man on the roadside finally had enough and he was finally tired of things being the way they had always been, you read the account. The Bible doesn't say he did anything great. The Bible doesn't say he did anything dynamic. He just simply refused to stay silent. You see, we've let the devil back us into a corner. where well, you, you haven't prayed enough for a miracle. You, you haven't read your Bible enough for a miracle. You haven't fasted enough for a breakthrough. Honey, let me just tell you this. There's not a, can I just say it like we say it? There ain't a one of us that's ever prayed enough, fast enough, or read our Bible enough. So get over that. But when blind Bartimaeus finally decided, you know what? I'm tired of it being the way it is. I've had enough of just getting by on beggars' arms. The Bible says Jesus was passing by. The multitude there, the crowd gathered there. Something rose up inside a blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And I'd love to tell you, Brother Chance, I'd love to tell you that in the Bible it says, when he that was in need called out to the Savior, those that knew God, I'd love to tell you, man, they rallied up behind him and said, that's it, man, we're with you. You don't worry about nothing. we got your back. We're going to worship with you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to make it. The Bible says they came to him and said, hey, man, Jesus has stuff going on. He's got a you know fancy talk. He's got a schedule. Yeah, that's the way fancy people talk. It's just a schedule. But Jesus has a, a schedule. He's got places to be. He's got things to do. He doesn't have time for you. You need to just be quiet. You need to just let things stay the way they've always been. Learn how to live with your dilemma. Learn how to live with your issue. But the Bible says, when Bartimaeus determined, you know what? I've had enough of just getting by. The Bible says, he hollered The more, which is Bible talk for, he hollered louder. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I don't care what others are doing, I don't care what others are thinking. I'm hungry for a miracle somebody hear me you walked in here this morning and the devil's trying to tell you just let it go just keep it in just suffer in silence but God is saying I'm available I'm here I've got a plan for you Jesus stopped and he came to blind Bartimaeus You want a miracle? Maybe we need to be like blind Bartimaeus. I can't help what other people do or other people don't. I'm the one that's hungry. I'm the one that's desperate. I'm the one that is tired of dragging this weight and this burden behind me. Jesus touched him because he spoke out and delivered him from what he was struggling with. Hear me this morning. When you began to speak faith and call on the name of Jesus and worship him, no matter the week you've had or what the enemy has been telling you, Your prayer, your praise, and your worship releases the power, the promise, and the plan that Jesus has for your life. Oh, but you you don't realize what I'm dealing with. The Bible tells us, and I'm coming to a close. Ezekiel surrounded by defeat and death. And God said, speak to what has you surrounded. It just just blew me away as I was reading this for the 14,000th time. It dawned on me. God had a plan. Greater than anything Ezekiel could have imagined. Is it possible that here in this service, in Monroe, in Louisiana, in all parts north, south, east, and west, God has a plan greater than anything you could fathom? But he's saying, I can't do what I've got planned to do. Ezekiel, until you begin to speak, until you begin to speak some faith, I can't do what I've got planned to do. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He's in this house. Are you ready for a miracle? Are you ready for a breakthrough? Are you ready for Jesus to move into your situation? He's here as we stand to our feet all across the house. These altars are open. Why don't you begin to allow God, allow God to move in your circumstance. Lord, I need an answer, Jesus. Lord, I need a breakthrough, Jesus. Lord, I need direction, Jesus. He's in this house. He's in this house. Is there somebody here ready and willing to call out to him?